Welcome back to the Mission Women podcast. We hope you have been encouraged so far with our Speak Life series. In this series, we are talking to some special people who have walked through situations and circumstances that maybe some of you are faced with right now or have faced in your life. They have been so gracious to share their personal testimony about how you can speak life, the truth and hope we have in Jesus over these situations. Tammy George is here with us today to talk about how we can speak life when God calls us out of our comfort zone. I don't know about you, but I could definitely use some encouragement with that. Let's listen. Okay, and we're here with Tammy today. And um, as you know, if you've listened to our podcast before, in order to really get to know our guests, we love to ask our guests favorite questions. And we're going to switch things up a little bit, and we're going to ask Tammy her favorite question first in order to just really get to know her. Um, So our favorite question for you, Tammy, is what is your favorite outdoor activity? Well, I love being outside. Um, I love hiking and camping and just sitting and observing nature. So um, really anything other than like skydiving or anything <laughs> adventurous <laughs> like that. But, Not um, death-defying, yes, right? <laughs> exactly. But really just like um, being in nature. Hmm. It just is, it's one of the things that just I can feel God drawing me to oh, himself. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. I mm-hmm. love that. So you're a hiker and a camper. What are yeah. some of the best places? Like, give us your recommendations and best places. Please do. Summer's yeah. coming up. <laughs> yes, we're like ready. Well, I don't think Illinois has any, but, oh, um, <laughs> but it was that day. <laughs> no, other than Star Rock, we have been there in mm-hmm. Mathiasen. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pennsylvania has some great state parks that we enjoyed being in. Um, Hickory Run State Park is gorgeous, and it's in the Pocono Mountains. Um, Sean and I went to Maine, Acadia National Park, for our 25th anniversary, wow. and that park is just gorgeous. Beautiful. I mean, you could hike for a month and not get all the trails that are there. It's just really rugged and just really beautiful. Mm. I love but, it. I'm yeah. going to add Pennsylvania. I was going to say, you got to write it <laughs> down. It wasn't on my list. It is now. Yeah. yeah. For sure. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I also enjoy hiking mm-hmm. um, and just being in nature just to you know, kind of reiterate what you mm-hmm. you have said about just kind of being in nature just brings you closer to the Lord. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, over the last two years of just even struggling, I went to Tennessee, mm-hmm. um, Smoky Mountain National Park, which I I'm trying. We're trying to get to all the national parks, mm-hmm. but that was like a clarity moment for me. We were in like um like a creek, and it was just me and the kids, and it was really quiet, and we were all just kind of like ankle deep in this cool water and I just started crying and just Mm -hmm. felt like an Mm -hmm. incredible piece like it's going to be okay like Mm -hmm. you don't need like cast your anxieties right here and it was just like incredible Mm -hmm. I love we love hiking we love hiking as a family we love bringing our crazy dog (laughs) with (laughs) as nuts as we are (laughs) and we got another one since so we're gonna try it out with two so um that's my favorite too. It's just so fun to do mm-hmm. together. What yeah. about you, Katie? I love it. Uh, we love uh, hiking and camping too. <laughs> so to mix it up, um, my husband's family was big into skiing, like water skiing. Mm. And I am by no means good at it or anything, but you know, tubing and that sort of thing. It was always so fun to do as a family. You know, mm-hmm. you get the boat in the water together and you put it all the way together. And so I think being out like that in water is always really cool too. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
Illinois again. It's not like <laughs> yeah, ton, like we're not living beachside right. here in Manuka. <laughs> um, but but yeah, but being there and then those experiences of you know whether it's like going on a river and doing water skiing or like going to a beach or mm-hmm. something like that, just kind of switching it up a bit. I've really enjoyed that when we've done all of our hiking and camping and all of that good stuff. But that's always been a fun element to it. Yeah. For sure. Well, thanks for letting us know a little bit about your <laughs> your favorites. But we'd love to know just a little bit more about you. Well, I've um, been married to my high school sweetheart um, for almost 31 years now. Um, we were married for two years. We were in Ohio, and then we were married for two years and moved out to the suburbs of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And we've lived there um, up until just four years ago. And we have two children. Our son, David, is married with two children. So we have two grandchildren. Um, Mackenzie is seven and Riley is six. And that is like the best thing in the world to be a grandparent. So it's like awesome. Um, And then our daughter, Amanda, uh, lives with us and she's 26. She's finishing her degree. Um, She's studying psychology. And that's really the reason I think I'm here is because mm-hmm. how we ended up at Mission Bible Church mm-hmm. is kind of why you asked me here. So Yeah, yeah. You've got an amazing story, an amazing testimony. Yeah, I was just before the podcast, mm-hmm. I like looked out to see if you were here mm-hmm. and I saw that Flyers keychain yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the window, the Philadelphia Flyers. I'm like, yeah. that's right. She's from you yeah. know, Pennsylvania mm-hmm. or was in Pennsylvania for yeah. a while. So um, we're so glad you're here. Well, yeah, thank you. Grateful you're coming on and talking with us today. So. Thank you. <sighs> I'm thankful to be here, but it hasn't been an easy road for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little bit of a backstory: we did live in Pennsylvania, like I said, for like 24 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and while we were there, we celebrated our 25th anniversary, and we—it was always a dream of mine, just because of a lot of things we won't get into, but um, God has really proven faithful in our lives individually each and also in our marriage. Mm. And so we never really had a big, you know, stupendous wedding, Mm. and it was very just like small and simple. Um, But with what God had done in our lives, it was always a dream of mine to have like a vow renewal ceremony for Mm. our 25th anniversary. And so we did that, and it's really— And this kind of starts the um, affirmation of how we knew we were following God, Mm. um, even though it was uncomfortable. Um, Because the theme of our renewal ceremony was based in Joshua, because we had done a Bible study once where it was important to set up memorials for your children. Mm -hmm. So it's a way to teach your children the faithfulness of God and like to— have them ask, hey, what's that there for? Yeah. And you, it's an opportunity for you to say, well, this is when God did this. You mm-hmm. know, it's those teachable moments. And um, so that was something that we felt very um, passionate about that we wanted to relay in the ceremony. And so our theme for the whole thing was based in Joshua, where, you know, jo- um, God commands Joshua to, like, not be afraid mm-hmm. and then to cross the Jordan River and um, once they crossed, they were to set up these memorial stones. And so that was the theme of the passage, and um, the whole service was planned around that. And so that's been 
very key to mm-hmm. um, our our just our marriage. Yeah. So then, in um, 2017, it was the Monday after Thanksgiving. Um, our fears became reality when we discovered that Sean's job that he had had for 24 years was no longer um, going to provide for us as a family. Um, the company had been in negotiations with a um, rescue company, and we thought that this was the answer to the troubles that they were having as a company because it was absolving him of a contract he was under as a junior partner, which was kind of limiting him being able to look for another job and all this kind Mm -hmm. of thing. So we thought this was going to be the answer, but um, the financial problems of the company were too great. So they said, well, you can continue working for us, but you won't get a paycheck because they were switching to 100% commission and effective immediately, and that we would then have to provide our own health benefits at 100% cost. So we were like, "Uh, this is not an option. (laughs) Um, I wasn't working at the time because I was full-time caregiver for our grandchildren. So it was kind of threw us into a tailspin of like, even though we kind of knew things were not good, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, all the questions of what what now? How do we pay the bills? Yeah. You know, what are we going to do? So um, we were kind of in shock, and Sean kind of just started um, putting the word out to some of his contacts and um, things that he was dealing with. And within a week, he had three leads to pursue. So he started the process of pursuing each one. And two of them were local, and one was out of state, Mm. located in Joliet, Illinois. So, of course, we were hoping the local ones would pan out. Mm -hmm. And um, But through the process and everything, it was becoming increasingly evident that they weren't going to be the viable option. So it became clear that he needed to accept the job in Illinois. And so... um, uh, let's see. So that was the Monday after Thanksgiving, December 11th, he accepted the offer and they wanted him to fly out immediately. Oh my goodness. That's <laughs> all like so fast, like yes. right on top of it. Yes. And so, um, of co- and it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and we thought we were so ahead of the game that year because that was the Friday after, uh, Thanksgiving, we got the tree up, we got the house Uh, all decorated. We're like, yes, this Christmas, we're going to be on top of it. And then Monday came and we're like, oh my gosh, what's happening? So um, he flew out and did all of the pre-job things and everything. And um, I stayed behind and we realized we had to sell our house. There were just so many things that had to happen. And um, so his first day was December 11th, and um, he flew back and forth. You know, he was able to come home for Christmas. Um, And then New Year's Day of 2018, he drove back to Illinois to live in a hotel because we didn't know where we were moving to. He had accepted the job and had to be there. And um, so he started the job of looking for a place to live. and I didn't see him again until the moving truck came on February 2nd. Wow. So we looked at rental properties. Um, 
via Zoom, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, FaceTiming. Yeah. Yeah. We're walking through with the uh, realtor, and we're like, oh, my goodness. So two and a half weeks later, um, we still didn't have a place, and I, we were getting very discouraged. And it was also during this time that one of his coworkers, because we were very involved with our church back home, um, one of his coworkers recommended a church to start attending, and it was Manuka Bible Church at that time. <laughs> and so he was telling me about that, and we thought that um, we had a potential rental property, and I was at ch- our church in Pennsylvania that Sunday, and our worship pastor asked how the job search was going, the house search was mm-hmm. going. And I said, well, the deal we thought we had a place just fell through. And I said, but we think we might have found a church home. Um, Sean's been attending, and, you know, it looks promising. And he's like, oh, what's the name of the church? And um, I said, Mission Bible Church. And he's like, oh, that name sounds really familiar. And he's like, who's the worship pastor there? And I told him, Carlos Garcia. And he's like, oh, my goodness, I know him. <laughs> no way. That's like, incredible. I served with him in Michigan. And he's okay. like, I would never tell anybody to just go to a church. He's like, but I'm going to tell you guys, I think it's a good fit. Just go to that church. Wow. And um, we're like, uh, okay. And this was like one of the only positive things that seemed to be happening like in these two and a half weeks. And um, so it was kind of like a gift of grace where we're like, okay, God, I don't think I can do anymore because I was having such severe panic attacks. Mm-hmm. Like I was just— um, it was an awful time for me and just constantly packing and having to do things with the house and getting it ready to sell. And you live in a house for 24 years. There's a lot of stuff to go through. And Sean was not, unfortunately, able to help. So I, it all fell on me. And um, so it was a lot. And But God was faithful through it all. And all the details that had to happen in such a short amount of time I mean, the moving truck showed up February 2nd, and even the last detail of our daughter needed to sell her car, Mm. and she finally had a buyer, um, and we had to go switch the title, and she got it, all the information, within a half hour of where the place, like, closed for to switch, transfer the title the day before we moved. And I'm like, we thought she was going to have to drive this car out here Mm -hmm. and everything, and but it's just those little tiny things where mm-hmm. God just would prove He's like, I got you. Mm-hmm. You know, I would go back and forth and be like, I got you. So we drove the 14 and a half hours and showed up on February 3rd with the dog and the cat. And <laughs> we've yeah. been here um, ever since. And um, yeah. So that's our story of how we got here. It was very difficult. Um, Many times I just was like, you know, you know the foundational truths of God Mm -hmm. and His promises. And I knew that He had been faithful in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, He had proven Himself faithful. He had proven Himself trustworthy. He had proven Himself good. He had proven Himself sovereign many times, but yet in the moment, I'm still struggling with, God, how is this? Why? What? Mm-hmm. How? You know, all those questions. And really, through the process, um, well, I th- I think the process is finally starting to come to an end because um, I'm learning to transition from those questions of who, of like what, how, why, um, to who. 
Mm. And that's really the key. Um, the comfort zone was definitely being stretched because I couldn't believe that we had to say goodbye to our grandchildren. Mm. Um, I couldn't believe we had to say goodbye to our home that we'd had for 20 some years. Um, couldn't believe we had to say goodbye to our church that we had been in for almost 20 years. Mm -hmm. All the ministries we were involved in, um, the relationships of friends, mm -hmm. you know, um, it was very hard. The familiar was gone. And we show up in February, and Illinois is not very welcoming <laughs> in <laughs> February. That's true. In February, we, not it, a very welcoming uh, month. <laughs> it yeah. is. I. It is flat. It is cold. It is windy, mm -hmm. and it is just bleh. Mm -hmm. Like I have never seen such gray. Like mm -hmm. it's just an ugly color. And the first few months were so incredibly mm -hmm. difficult. Um, I my heart physically ached. Mm -hmm. um, and then to just see the personal struggles that my daughter was going through and um, even my husband, you know, like trying to acclimate to a new company and um, the struggles that came with that. And, you know, with any new adventure, you have all these expectations of what it's going to look like and well, how it's going to pan out. And then when you face reality that, oh, well, that's not really what's happening. Mm -hmm. And then so then you have the disappointment and the disenchantment and just all of the loss. And then May of that year, his father died. And so it just seemed like all these losses were getting piled on top of each other. Mm -hmm. And then, um, it, but it was just very difficult. Um, but yet we knew we were following in obedience. Mm -hmm. Because it was, you know, you, it was each step. We wanted to see the whole path of like, mm -hmm. okay, God, how is this going to pan out? Yeah. Like, what is this going to look like in five years? Mm -hmm. Or like, you know, God was like, nope, next step. Mm -hmm. And then it would be like, we're praying for that next step. And it's like a week. And it's like a week and a half. Mm -hmm. And we're like, okay, the deadline's coming, God. What, what are we supposed to do here? Yeah. And it's like at that, in his timing, he would say, this is what you're supposed to do. And it's right to the point where you're in your heart, you're like, I don't, I, I can't do this. I, I, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. You know, and you start questioning, like, are we doing the right thing? And then he would like send this little gift of grace and be like, yes, mm -hmm. keep trusting. Yeah. And then, you know, you do that struggle of, you're like in shock that it worked out, but yet you're like, why do I keep forgetting how faithful mm -hmm. you are? Yeah. You know, so um, it was very difficult. And um, it was, um, had I known how hard it would have been even after we got here, I don't know if I would have done it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in a way, I'm kind of glad God doesn't show us more than that next step of obedience, mm -hmm. just the next step, the next step. Um, because I, if left to our own human nature, we wouldn't step out. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, so that passage in Joshua, um, then when we became members here, the verses that Errol spoke to Sean and I 
was the passage in Joshua. Oh my goodness. Wow. Wow. (laughs) And we Did he know that connection? No. That's he had no idea. And so the passage he gave to um Sean and I were be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to your fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For when you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed. For the Lord God is with you wherever you go. And so this was like in June of 2018, even in the process of we're already here, did we do the right thing? Mm. And then we became members, and these are the verses, and so it's like another affirmation. Mm. And then when Mission Bible was doing the step up, step out, Mm -hmm. and it was all based in Joshua again, and I'm like, okay, God, we can't keep questioning. You know, Mm. maybe the reason we're here isn't vocational, Mm. but you are definitely here with us. Mm And so I remember Ruth Garcia telling me, well, the same God in Pennsylvania is the same God in Illinois. (laughs) And it was like, you're right. Mm -hmm. It's not like God is contained in one area. He's with us wherever Mm -hmm. we go. So it was just, so she would say little things like that. And it was just these little gifts of grace. If you're looking for them. It, that's the key. If you're looking for them, mm-hmm. God will give them, mm-hmm. you know. So. I love that we're talking about this because mm-hmm. I feel like your story is just going to reach so many listeners oh. out there. <laughs> like, seriously, I'm thinking of so many friends in the past even mm-hmm. two years who mm-hmm. can say, it's just one thing after another, whether it's been nationally mm-hmm. that we're dealing with or worldwide or in their personal lives, these little battles that just keep appearing and how much more and how can I trust? Mm-hmm. And that is human nature. We want to know end game. We want to right. know the big picture so we can ease our own anxieties or fears. But right. really, it's not for us to carry. You know, it's our job to trust mm-hmm. in the hope of Jesus right. and knowing that He is with us. And I love that we're talking about this mm-hmm. in, in just this series. Um, and I love that you said you have to look Mm-hmm. for those pieces of grace mm-hmm. um, because so many people just get so down in their situation that they just don't see mm-hmm. that he's there. They don't see those right. little things, the the passage of Joshua right. that just keeps re- reappearing, just just affirming that mm-hmm. you're doing the right thing and you're right. and you're being obedient and 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 that he loves you. Right. I love that. Right. Um and that's kind of like then as you asked me to share, I'm like, okay, comfort zone. Oh boy, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, I say this that every time one. I record this podcast. <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. comfort zone. <laughs> so it was like um, I started thinking about it, and I'm like, okay, why do we stay in our comfort mm-hmm. zone? You know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, let's think about this a little bit. And really, since creation, if you go back to the garden, it all is about. Um, do, do I really believe God 
And Mm -hmm. does he really mean what he says? And can I trust him? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, from in the garden, it was, did God really say? And I want to be that person. And obviously, I struggle with this, but I want to say, yes, he did, you know, instead of, oh, wait a minute. Did he say that? I don't know, you know? And so really to stay in a comfort zone is the antithesis also of what God really calls us to. Because if we are to be a follower of Him, He's telling us to pick up our cross. We're a new creation. We're to follow Him, die to self, and, you know, walk in obedience and abide in Him mm-hmm. and obey Him. And oftentimes, His his way is contrary to what we want or are comfortable with. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, comfort zone has, like, as you're talking, it's like, mm-hmm. the word that keeps popping into my head is like, well, my comfort zone is under my control. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, and exactly. I think, like, that's the that's the— the grace and mercy of God is that He'll call us out of our comfort zone so that we understand, like, you know, we're not in control, and that's a really good thing. Like, God— yeah, because we're not in, God. Right. Mm-hmm. God's in control, right. and, and, and trusting Him is the sweetest place to be. Yes. You know, even though it's not comfortable all the time. But yes. it is the sweetest place and the and the best place to be. But for me, like I know for myself, I'm like, yeah, my comfort zone is under my control, and I, and I mm-hmm. like thinking yeah. I can have it under control. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I know that that's not the right heart posture, right, um, to be in. So, and I was reading a book um, by John Ortberg, you know, mm-hmm. and he's wrote the book. If you want to walk on the water, you got to get out of the boat. Mm-hmm. And um, he talks a lot about whatever causes you fear is your boat or your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So if you're afraid of something, that's kind of what you're, like, if you're afraid of something, what you're holding on to then is that comfort zone Mm -hmm. that you're afraid to step out of. And he says, when God calls, there's always um, fear. Mm -hmm. Because how many times are we commanded in Scripture, it's like, being afraid is not wrong. It's acting in spite of the fear mm-hmm. because then that's the courage and confidence in the person that is with you. Um, but for me, oftentimes stepping out of my comfort zone is because I feel insecure. Mm-hmm. or And really insecurity is not feeling in control mm-hmm. too. I want to control like what people think of me mm-hmm. or I want to control like how I'm perceived or, sure. you know, I want to control what people think of my children <laughs> or <laughs> different things like that. So this whole process, as you've asked me to think about this, I was like, well, maybe staying in my comfort zone is also a hindrance to those around me mm-hmm. because, um, you know, if my children are always coming to me, are they learning to rely on God? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm talking about my adult children. Obviously, I'm not talking about your five-year-old. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I have adult children. And so, um, yeah. I, so I just—it's questions that I wouldn't have asked before right. had you not asked me to do this. Um, and also— Uh, You know, like I said, moving here, even though we knew we were following, um, was not easy. Um, The fallout of the move was incredibly difficult for each Mm -hmm. of us individually. It was difficult for us as a couple. Um, We were so 
we're looking forward to being grandparents and we're going to be those young, like, and, you know, we're going to do fun things. And it was like, and we still can, but it's different. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that's something that sometimes in Christendom, there is this myth that, well, if I'm obeying God, it's going to be smooth sailing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like, well, I'm obeying you. You called me to this. How come it's difficult, you know? Um, But yet, You read scripture, and it's full of just the opposite. I mean, even Jesus told us, in this world you will have trouble, Mm -hmm. you know, um, but we're not to fear because he's overcome the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's also like if you read Paul, he defends his ministry by his struggles Mm -hmm. and his difficulty in ministry. Like he's— I wrote down a couple of passages in 2 Corinthians. He was like, we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia, for we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. And I often did feel that sometimes. <laughs> but that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and He Mm. will deliver us. On Him we have set our hope that He will deliver us again. Mm. And that's that memorial, looking back to see what God has done in the past to give you the hope for the present, because it will be happen again. Maybe not the way we always want or expect or in our timing, (laughs) Um, but if— if he's called you to something, he's not setting you up for failure. Mm-hmm. He's setting you up for utter dependence yeah. on him. Mm-hmm. And that's through this process. I mean, I, it's been really, really hard. Um, personally, I, we, you know, it's just emotionally, mentally, physically. Um, I was so exhausted the day after we unloaded the um, movie truck, I literally could not get out of bed. Mm. So that was like I had reached the brink of my physical Mm. and then started the emotional. And um, I just remember crying all the time and just feeling so sad and so insecure. Um, I felt so small, so Mm. insignificant. I didn't know anybody. Mm. Like I felt so alone and just crying all the time. And um, it was a really, I could not believe all the insecurities that I thought I had um, got victory over mm-hmm. um, that I that were there, like, you know, as a teenager, young sure. adult and everything. I thought, oh, I've, 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 I've got that. Well, in this environment where I was stripped of everything except who God really said I was, Mm -hmm. I realized I wasn't okay. Mm. I was afraid of what, I was afraid of making friends. I felt like um, starting all over at 40-something is really hard (laughs) to make friends um, because you don't have the history with people. um, You're like coming in and you're like, are they thinking about me? Oh, like, you know, just all those things that Mm -hmm. you think teenagers struggle with, but I'm, I was doing it too. Yeah. (laughs) And it was really hard to like, I just felt like I didn't fit in. I didn't feel like I had a home. I didn't feel like I belonged. Um, And it was 
during that first year, I think Errol was um, doing the series through First John, and um, he was talking about abiding and how Jesus is our forever home. And he was talking about how um, the Greek word for abide, I mean, for home literally means like to abide, to dwell. And that's what First John was all about, like abiding in Christ and um, how no matter what happens externally, Jesus is our forever home. And again, it comes back to that presence. Mm-hmm. He's with us, you yeah. know, through everything in spite. He's the unchanging thing through mm-hmm. it all. Um, but just recently, this past fall, um, and then, I'm sorry, I lost my dad. It'll be two years ago then in this past summer. And so it was just like I just felt so unsupported, like, you know, not saying that Sean wasn't. I'm not saying that. Um, yeah. he, he's he been great through this. Um, it's just, as a woman, you just have, the, like, I didn't feel like I had those people in my corner. My parents mm-hmm. weren't praying for me anymore. Like, mm-hmm. you know, all these things. And this new season of life, you know, you're, I'm not really mommy anymore. I'm like mom and adult kids don't need you quite mm-hmm. as much as, you know, and I, again, fell back into this crying all the time, even though it had been three years since we'd been here. Yeah. And it was just um, just feeling lost. Mm-hmm. And so I did reach out to a counselor, and I started talking through it. And, um, you know, um, my personal struggle showed me that all those things I thought I had dealt with mm-hmm. Um, really, I never really did. So in now I'm to the point where I'm kind of coming through that and seeing how my distorted thinking was causing a lot of my own insecurities and, you know, um, not believing truth, replacing mm-hmm. my faulty thinking for the truth of God's Word. And so um, in some ways, this process has been difficult but I'm starting to see for myself personally, maybe this is what was needed mm. for me to get the complete healing mm. that God has wanted to provide all along. But I kept relying on my own security. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to control what I think. And um, because of my pride or my fear or, you know, my misplaced identity, well, if I do this or if mm-hmm. I am this or if I have this, you know, mm-hmm. um, I was forced to face. I didn't. And all I really had was God mm-hmm. and His Spirit and to um, to know that that's eternal and that's never going to change. And so it really comes down to hard times. Um, do I know God? Mm-hmm. Do I really know God? Mm-hmm. And how do you get to know Him? It's by being in His Word. It's by abiding in Him. It's by making Him your home. It's by seeking after Him. Um, and because the reality is, is change is inevitable. But the hard times are times to get to know Him better. Um, it's times to see how He can minister you, to you through His Spirit. Mm. Um, it's, it's times to see how He can minister to you through your fellow believers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's times to grow. I mean, if you're constantly staying where everything is comfortable and familiar, 
you're not really growing because you don't need God. (laughs) Yeah. You know? And if we're ultimately supposed to become like Him more and more Mm -hmm. and be conformed to His likeness, if I'm making it all about me, how is that happening? Right. So um, I'm thankful I, I think I can say that yeah. I'm thankful yeah. now um, for the hard times because I have learned such sweet things about God that had I not been going through this, I don't think I ever would have. Yeah. Or a deeper, right. a deeper relationship. Um, and also, you know, Make someone, and that's why when you ask me, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know if anybody wants to listen to what I have to say. But part of what he's been showing me is, okay, I have done all these things Mm. for you. Mm. I have been faithful. You know, part of your responsibility is sharing because in Joshua, it further goes on to say, um, let's see here. When your children ask your fathers and times to come, what do these stones mean? Then you shall let your children know Israel passed over this Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan for you until you passed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up for us until we passed over. So that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God forever. So it's not enough to just soak in all the his blessings and his little intimate gifts of grace mm-hmm. as I have a responsibility then to share and encourage and um so as much I guess that's the next comfort zone that I have to <laughs> step in <laughs> because yeah. that's the thing is you know if you think of faith like a muscle it needs to get stronger mm-hmm. and the only way it gets stronger is to be, keep being exercised. And and it's like, if you think of then of muscles, your body is made of all muscles. If you just focus on your one bicep, you're going to look kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> so God kind of has uh, this mm. big picture of He wants our faith to be mature. He wants us to be complete. And so we may think we have got that one area. Yeah, I got that. And then He's like, nope. Here's another area again. Yeah, so yeah. it's like that's kind of yeah, but yeah. So that's what I was thinking is that okay? Yes, I I need to do this because I have a responsibility to say this is what God has done. Mm-hmm. It's not about me, but this He brought me through this, and this is what God has done, and He can do it for you too. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. huge. Yeah. So um, again, it comes back to that presence. Um, you know. That's really our home. That's our comfort zone. We have to make that our comfort zone, His presence. And um, like He says in Isaiah, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And I mean, you read scriptures. You read Mm -hmm. the Psalms. You read over and over He's promised he's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. Mm-hmm. And then to go back to 1 John in 2.28, he says, And now, little children, abide in him so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink from him in shame at his coming. And, um, yeah, 
So that's yeah. the hope we have to look forward yes. to, you yeah. know. So no, I yeah. love that. I love I feel like this this whole like I'm so grateful for the fact that you're so generous with your story and to share that because that's that's real like it's so real and I I can't like as you're describing your story like your whole world is flipped Mm -hmm. and that takes like that takes a lot of time and and everything and to even for you to witness through that and to to share with us now I'm just so grateful that you're willing to do that and I feel like this feels kind of like setting up a monument to say like you know, here, yeah. look, this is what the Lord has done. And so I'm so grateful. And it's definitely, like, I can't tell you how much it's just uh, uh, witnessed in my heart and blessed oh. my heart to just hear to hear about that. And it's it's an encouragement uh, as we walk through all the uncertainties, all of the insecurities, <laughs> all of that. Um, I'm grateful for a sister like you that can oh. just, Thank you know, you. testify to how good God is. And I love that you pointed out like you did here, like you close it so well with uh, the fact that like God, his comfort to us is that he's with us exactly. wherever we go. Like yeah. that, that passage in Joshua. Um, and the more he comes after our heart to like really, really get that truth in there, mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. his goodness. Yes. Uh, even in the struggles and the difficulty. And like he was saying to Joshua, just as I was with Moses, mm-hmm. so I will be with you. Yeah. And he says that multiple times, mm-hmm. and just as I was. And that's his faithfulness. Mm-hmm. We have to look back and remember so we can look forward and trust. Yeah. Um, because trusting is hard. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it is hard. <laughs> that's it why is. we need each other. Yeah. <laughs> And had you asked me like two years ago, this would. <laughs> so that's like, the so thing much. is it's a process. Mm-hmm. There's no like, oh, well, it's going to be done in two weeks from now and I'm right. going to have this. No, yeah. you know, maybe it will be for someone, but I don't know. For me, I think it's going to be a lifelong process. Yeah, <laughs> it's a whole journey. It's a whole journey. Yeah. With the Lord, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, we're just so grateful for you. Thank you so much for, oh, for coming on and you, sharing Tammy. with us. You're Tammy. welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> We are so grateful for Tammy and her heart to encourage us today. Her testimony points to the fact that God is gracious to walk with us in the hardest of seasons. It was clear that God was faithful throughout Tammy's journey and continues to be. And the great news is that we can trust Him to be just as faithful in ours, even if that journey includes some time outside of our comfort zone. And spoiler alert, it probably will. As we go throughout this week, we want to encourage you, if you find yourself in a season or a moment where you're feeling called to do something that's outside of your comfort zone, or you find yourself in a position of just being pushed outside your comfort zone, don't be afraid to surrender to God and pray for discernment and a heart that's open to walking with God through insecurity or uncertainty, trusting that He's faithful to hold you and sustain you through it all.